doctors don't have a clear understanding of it. It started opening up my mind to like, how does the human body work? This is a real thing that really affects people. This is a major pain. Welcome to Major Pain. I'm your host, Jesse Mercury, and today we'll be speaking with my chiropractor, Dr. Derek Strachan. So Dr. Derek was my chiropractor for um, a while, at least a year, maybe a year and a half, up until about halfway through COVID when he and his family moved to Canada. Um, they're from Canada and, you know, with all the craziness happening in the United States and just around the world with COVID, they just wanted to be closer to home. So they have moved back. I'm obviously not seeing him anymore since it would be quite a long drive. Although I have to say, he'd be worth it. He's a really excellent chiropractor. That's why I want to do this show because, you know, I had access to a great chiropractor and I wanted to pick his brain. Um, and I'm so lucky that we were able to do that before he moved with his family. Um, he's also just a really great guy with a really interesting mind, super kind, caring, compassionate uh, healthcare provider. So, I was really excited to have this chance to interview him. Since Dr. Derek has moved since we recorded this podcast, I did want to update you with where you can find him practicing now. So he's actually moved to Kimberley, British Columbia, and is working at Fine and Well Health and Chiropractic. So he's still working, still out there, uh, adjusting people. And if you live in the Kimberley, BC area, you might want to look him up. Their website is fineandwell.ca. This was the last thing I did pre-COVID. So I literally, like the day before they shut down the world, we recorded this podcast in, um, in my old studio, my old house. Uh, I think within like a day or two of them shutting everything down. He was the last person that I um, saw and shook hands with before everything was shut down. So, wow, it's, it's been a, it feels like it's been a lifetime since then. But I'm very, very happy to report that as of today, this very day, I have my second Pfizer vaccine in my arm. I'm vaxxed, baby. I'm so, so excited. So two weeks from now, I will be able to see my family, and I'm just absolutely thrilled to finally be turning the corner on this whole coronavirus pandemic. Something I want to say about this episode and just about this podcast in general, I will continually remind you that I am not a medical professional. <laughs> I'm not qualified to give medical advice. I am a content creator. I'm trying to create a platform to bring you new ideas to help you in your journey. Chiropractics might not be for you, and that's totally okay. But for anyone who's interested, we've got an expert here on the show today to talk about what chiropractic care is, what it might be able to do for you, and then I'll share what it has done for me. So last Wednesday, I finally launched the Major Pain Podcast. The first three episodes came out. The show now exists out in the world, <laughs> and it's been incredible. It's finally happened. It's taken me years, and I am still kind of basking in the glow of finally achieving this thing that I've been working towards for years. And on top of that, the reception has been remarkable. I am overjoyed with the responses that I've gotten. Um, I've heard from a lot of people over the last few days, and that has felt amazing. So thank you to every single one of you who has reached out, every single one of you who left a positive rating or review on iTunes. Um, every, every piece of that has really been wonderful to experience for me. So thank you so much. The other side to that is a lot of people have reached out to me to ask to come on the show. And that's been really exciting. And I've actually recorded uh, podcasts for the last four days in a row. So we've got more content coming. Um, you know, I know I mentioned in the first episode, I wasn't sure what was going to happen as far as how much I was going to create. And I can tell you that there's absolutely um, 
there's absolutely some momentum happening to create more shows. So I'm absolutely going to do so. So stick around. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you need help subscribing, just head to majorpainpodcast.com slash subscribe. And there are links to all the different ways to subscribe to this show. While you're at our website, feel free to leave comments or opinions or questions on any of our episodes, or you can email me at majorpainpodcast at gmail.com. I very much appreciate the kind words I've received in the last few days, as I said before, and I'd also love to address any comments, concerns, questions in future episodes. So let us know what you're thinking. All right, well, let's do what we're here for, people. Let's get into this conversation with chiropractor Derek Strachan. All right. Well, we've got a very special show today. I'm extremely grateful to be introducing you to our guest for today's episode, uh, who's actually my chiropractor, Dr. Derek Strachan. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. So this is really, really cool. And this is going to be a little different than what we normally do on the show. Normally, we talk to people who are experiencing chronic pain, but today we get to talk to someone who helps people to manage their chronic pain as a chiropractor. So... Let's start by learning a little bit about you. Tell us who you are, where you come from, and how you got into chiropractic. Great. Yeah, well, my story is, um, it's an interesting one because I had an experience when I was 10 years old. Growing up, I grew up in uh, British Columbia, up in Canada, and I, as many people know, Canadians play hockey, (laughs) and so I was playing floor hockey, and... I was uh, running down the side, you know, we're in the gymnasium and I was running down the side and this kid went to get the the ball from me and he hit the side of my leg and it, I had this excruciating pain, like a kind of pain I've never experienced in my entire life and still to this day I've never experienced. And it was, a, it was just piercing and I couldn't put any weight on my leg um, and it was just not normal. Hmm. And so, you know, playing hockey with a bunch of boys, it was kind of a tough thing because when you're 10 years old, you want to act tough. You don't want to cry. You don't want to play, play that kind of card. And so I just kind of made my way out of the gym and found my way, found my way home. And my mom, when I got home was really concerned. And so we went immediately to the doctor and the, just the general practitioner, someone who was our family doctor for my whole life. And he said, well, this is, this is more, sounds more serious. It's out of my scope of practice. I'm going to send you to a specialist. So the next day we were in the office of this specialist who in the community I grew up, uh, there was, um, you know, different specialists and it was a, it was a community of about 75,000 people. So there's a few different doctors and we went in the office and the doctor said, well, let's take an x-ray. And we took this x-ray and he asked me, to leave the room and he asked my parents to stay in the room <laughs> to discuss the results. Bad sign. Bad sign. It was it was weird. Like it was just like okay. Tell me again how old you were? I was ten. Ten, okay. Ten years old. Wow. And so the doctor called me back into the room about fifteen minutes and the fifteen minutes to me felt like a lifetime. Like I was really nervous because I was like, this doesn't seem normal to like ask me to leave. And so when I come in the room I still remember it like it was yesterday. Like I walk into his office and on the far end of his office, there's this x-ray view box and there was a picture of my leg on the view box and he calls me over and I, but when the, one of the first things I noticed is that my mom, I could note, I noticed that my mom was crying and I was like, my heart just dropped. I was like, <sighs> uh oh, this is not good. And so 
I go over to the view box and he points to this this part of my leg. There was a black spot on the x-ray. Um, so, and it it was just about maybe an inch long. He said, you see this spot right here? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's cancer. What? Yeah. Like right out of his mouth, you have cancer. I'm like, I'm 10. Okay. <laughs> like what's like in my mind, I'm like, what does that mean? Whoa. And it was a big bomb to drop on a 10 year old. And he next words he said we're, we're we're flying you to Children's Hospital in Vancouver, British Columbia, which was about you know, it was like an hour flight away, um, because that's where the cancer unit is for children. This was in 1980, and so at the time, um, like I was freaking out because he had said to me that, you know, we think that you might have the same cancer that Terry Fox had. And for those people who were, you know, born or who grew up in Canada in that time knew that Terry Fox was a a person who attempted to run across Canada from uh, Newfoundland all the way across to Victoria, British Columbia in in hopes of raising money for cancer research Mm -hmm. because he had... Um, one of his legs amputated. Oh wow! And he was, and he had. They had built him a prosthetic leg, and he wanted to give back because he he wanted to help others after him fight cancer. And so he started running across Canada, and he got to Ontario, and he, the cancer had spread into his lungs, and he ended up dying. Wow! And so, what do you think I was thinking as a ten-year-old when You're he tells lose me your leg, right? I'm going to lose my leg. Yeah. Is exactly what I was thinking. And yeah. then my next thought was like, I'm probably going to die. Yeah. And so this this doctor's um, bedside manner was terrible. Like as as you can tell, it was like it was the worst thing. And so anyway, I, the, the way the story unfolds is that we go to we go to um, Children's Hospital, and so the next day. And this cool thing about the story is that it was the first time I ever got to be on a plane, which was <laughs> kind of fun. Um, so my mom and I are going the next day on on this flight, and we. When I get on the plane, we're taking off, and I had this overwhelming sensation that I was going to be okay. But I didn't say anything to my mom. I just had this feeling like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. Just, I don't know what it was or why I was thinking that. It was just something that came over me. And so we get to Vancouver, and the doctors start doing all their different tests. And they're like, you know, taking blood. They're, you know, they're taking a sample of the bone. They're like, you know, they're going to do an autopsy. And they're just doing everything that they they want need to do to like understand what is going on with him and what kind of cancer it is and you know everything that they would do and so when that happens they have to wait you have to wait for days to get all the results and so a few days go by and they called a private meeting with my mom and they told my mother that they confirmed that yeah Derek does have cancer and that we are going to we have him scheduled for surgery on Wednesday, and this was like on a Monday. So two days from now, we have him scheduled for surgery to amputate his leg wow. from the knee down. Holy crap. Just so this cancer, because we think it's the same kind of cancer that Terry Fox had, and we just wow. don't want it to spread to his lungs and the rest of his body. And so my mom, who, out of character, because my mom pretty much follows what the doctors say most of the time. Like she's like been at that stage of her life, would just go trust the doctors in, but in her innate wisdom and in her mom's wisdom in the heart of hearts said, I'm not going to let you take my son's leg. And I really, really want you to retest or do whatever you need to do to make sure that this diagnosis is the right diagnosis. Yeah. And because it was children's hospital in Vancouver, if you ever dealt with children's hospital, we we've had to do 
um, some, we had a couple experiences with our children that we had to take them to children's hospital. And they're always great about, you know, trying to honor the request of, mm. you know, the patient or the parents of the patient. So true to form, they said, okay, we will do more tests. They take a lot of the same kind of tests and do a bunch of different thing, other things. I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly everything. But another few more days go by, we get the results back. And they had another meeting with my mom. And they said, we are so sorry, but we made a mistake. We actually, Derek has a benign tumor. It's not cancerous. And we are all, we have him scheduled for surgery to take out, to cut out the tumor. And there's an, enough of the bone left in his lower leg that the bone will just grow back. Wow. And so my mom essentially saved my leg. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, and it was like the weirdest experience, but also the coolest experience at the same time. Because it started opening up my mind to like, how does the human body work? Hmm. Because my leg grew back, essentially, or a piece of my leg grew back. And I started wondering, <laughs> like, why are people getting paralyzed? Like, why, like why, can't they, why can't they fix paralysis? And like, just started wondering about those things as a kid. And, but I still didn't, like, I just curious. And I didn't really know that in that moment I was going to be a chiropractor. That wasn't what made me become a chiropractor. But it started getting me interested in the human body. Yeah. And started getting me interested in healing and started getting me interested in trying to figure out what's going on. And it also made me, I knew in that moment that I never was going to be a medical doctor because I didn't want to be that doctor that was going to be telling some other kid that we have to t- amputate your leg or that, you know, you may not live through this experience. And I, so I definitely knew that's not what I wanted to do. And so to fast forward about 11, 12 years, I met my now wife and she had a friend that was starting chiropractic school. And so he started talking to me about all the different things that he was learning in chiropractic school. And it started making sense to me. Like, my goodness, like the human body, there's this power in the body that heals the body from the inside out. That's exactly what happened to me. My leg grew back. Like it healed from the inside out. It was There wasn't any drugs that were healing me. It was my body growing itself. And I was like, that totally makes sense. Tell me more. And the more and more I investigated the human body, I realized that there's this innate intelligence. You know, in chiropractic, we call it innate intelligence. Hmm. You know, yoga instructors, they would call it chi or no acupuncturists would call it chi yoga instructors would call it prana like we all have this name or this this intel about the intelligence intelligence of the body we also use the term life force yeah yeah in chiropractic yeah and so we all have this intelligence that grows you know that's always on the job you know in chiropractic we often say innate's on the job meaning it's taking care of you it's healing you and it's you know helping your body heal from the inside out but it's also going to give you signals when something's not right Mm -hmm. and so that experience was the um, was the main thing that got me interested in the human body when I was 10 years old. But then I started realizing that, well, if I could help people feel better and function better, be happier, that's a more positive environment. And that's really what I want to be a part of. And the more and more I learned about chiropractic, the more I realized how powerful it was. Mm-hmm. Like I had some pretty profound stories of healing under my own hands, but also witnessing other people you know, um, having like what the medical profession would not deem possible um, happen. And so it just reaffirmed like, you know, that, yeah, pain, you know, illness is something that's, is there, it serves a purpose and it's common and it's, it's really hard to deal with. But if the body can get to that place, 
there can be a solution that you can often find to help the body restore its balance because it's always working to restore balance. It's always on the job. Yeah. And so it's a matter of finding the recipe of things that will help you, your body recover in into its fullest capacity in that moment, whatever that may be for that individual. Wow. That, there's so much in there. <laughs> I had no idea about that story when you were a kid. That's crazy. Yeah. So, did you develop any sense of um, mistrust of doctors in that scenario? Because if your mom hadn't asked to have them recheck, you probably either never would have found out that you didn't need to lose your leg or you would have found out after you'd lost your leg. Like maybe they checked the, I know they often check tumors after they remove them. Yeah. Um, so how did you feel about the medical establishment in general after that? It made me question it. And like uh, my parents were, you know, yeah, they, we, we had, you know, annual checkups and we did those things, but, and I even had my tonsils removed when I was like 20 years old. So I still, and I, I wouldn't do that now, knowing what I know, mm. I would have held on to my tonsils. Really? Yeah. But I, but to, to answer your question, I, um, definitely questioned the medical profession more. Not, th- I think doctors are ethical. Like, uh-huh. I don't think they're trying to be unethical, Yeah. but I think that I'll, now being in the health profession, a lot of times doctors are making di- misdiagnosis. Yeah, there's a lot of misdiagnosis out there. Yeah, and and so they're doing the best job that they can with the information that they're given, but we're not walking textbooks, right? You know, like just because Mary down the street has you know asthma, and, you know, it's caused by something in the environment, doesn't mean that her next door neighbor Joe is going to have the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like we have different expressions of health, right? And so we're not textbooks where you can just like, well, if you have this symptom, we got to give you this drug, or we got to. If that doesn't work, then we're going to have doing surgery every human being is individual and that's something that chiropractic really values is that the individuality of people and so it it just really made me question the establishment and the more i looked into it the more i started understanding that through chiropractic the the filter or the 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 teachings of chiropractic the more i realized that we actually don't really have a healthcare system we have a sick care system mm-hmm. we have a system that helps sick people and or injured people but it's not really, they're not really promoting health. They're trying to, they're, people are, symptoms are being treated. Right. Versus like, and this is, I think, starting to change. The profession, the, the medical profession is starting to change more being proactive and trying to do wellness screenings and things along those lines. But back, you know, like I've been a chiropractor for 16 years. And so when I came out of school 16 years ago, um, it was quite different than it is now. There's a lot more people, like more, more proactive things being done. And like in chiropractic, we promote health and wellness, like, you know, healthy habits, habits for life, you know, how to eat well, move well, think well. Those are the key things we talk about and resting well. And so that people can optimize their well-being. So I, I definitely was questioning, you know, had doubts about the, the, you know, of what a doctor was telling me. Uh, just because of my experience, I had like, it was just a bit of a skeptic, I guess, in, yeah. in some ways. Um, but I definitely see there's a lot of value for sure, but it doesn't, they're not, we're not, no, no one doctor can help every human being on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like we all have different um, needs when it comes to health. Yeah, that really lines up with my experience as well. I mean, as someone, like you and I have talked a lot about what I've got going on with trying to get a diagnosis for whatever's happening and the multiple diagnoses that I have gotten who have, I, as far as I know, have all been wrong, but I still don't even know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically feel like I go in to see a doctor, they take a look at me, they prescribe something for what they see happening. Um, 
and it probably doesn't work. And then they just kind of say, oh, well, I don't know, you know, or they move me on to the next doctor or we try more prescriptions that don't necessarily work without understanding the root cause. Yeah. And there doesn't seem to be a um, an infrastructure to find the root cause in a case like mine that's really complicated. But, you know, if you have a broken arm, go to a doctor, you know, they're going to set your arm and they're going to help you with that. And they can treat that injury. uh, And they're very, um, very adept at things like that. But when you get into, you know, the weirder cases or the more out of the norm cases, um, it gets harder and harder to know what to do and where to go. And for me in my life, chiropractors have had a huge impact. I mean, there's a, I'd be in way more pain than I am now if it weren't for chiropractors. And you in particular, because, you know, you're my current chiropractor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what? Let, let's get basic here for anyone who's not familiar. What is chiropractic care? Yeah, so it, it's, it's not about back pain. I just want to <laughs> say that right off the top, okay? Because most people will go to a chiropractor when they have back pain or if they have neck pain or headaches. Those are really the common things in sciatica. Those are probably the most foremost common things. It chiropractic is definitely can help those things, but it's not about those things. Hmm. And so so it's it's a question that I get from time to time and for people who are like who are really interested to learn about it, I'm more than happy to give them the time to explain chiropractic. But if you break down the word chiropractic, it means done by hand. And so the chiropractic is a hands-on technique. It's drug-free. It's surgery-free. And most people know that when they go to a chiropractor because they've tried, like in my office, a lot of times people come in, like yourself, has tried so many different approaches and nothing was fully working. And so they, someone somewhere says, why don't you try to see a chiropractor? Just go see my chiropractor. Like, uh, you know, maybe he can help you or maybe he can't, but let's, it's worth a try. And a lot of times people come in when they're last resort, they're coming to a chiropractor. Yeah. And so chiropractic, when you just break it down, it was founded in 1895 by D.D. Palmer. And he was an, uh, an anatomist um, and a magnetic healer at the time. Hmm. And he was curious about the human body. And he, because he was an anatomist, he understood you know, and all the, you know, cadavers that he worked with, that there was all these nerves in the body and they were going to every part of the body and it was protected by the spinal column. And he's like, there's something about these nerves and they're like, there's got to be some healings probably happening along the nerve pathways, but he didn't know for sure. And he wanted to explore and experiment. And so there's a janitor um, in the building that he was in. This is in Davenport, Iowa. And um, he knew that this janitor had a hearing problem. And so he asked the janitor if he could check his neck because he knew that the nerves that feed the ears were going to be coming, you know, somewhere in the, from the cranium or that first and second vertebrae in the neck have some nerves that will exit and they will feed that area of the body. And he was just wanted to feel what his spine felt like because he, he knew that the spine was involved, but he just didn't understand quite how yet. And so when he palpated the person's neck, he found that the spine at the top level, the vertebrae, which is called the atlas, was out of alignment. And so he, with permission, he asked if he could put a force into the neck and realign the spine. Yeah. And the way the story goes is that he laid this gentleman, Harvey Lillard was his name, he laid, laid him on his side and he applied a force into the first vertebrae in his neck and it restored his hearing. 
Wow. <laughs> and so, I mean, there's there's books, textbooks that we you know tell the story that when I was in school about this, and some people question whether it really happened, but regardless, it was the beginning of this science that we call chiropractic, mm-hmm. and it's basically. You know, when you boil it down, is that there's a healing capacity that we all have. This life force, like think about it this way: How long do you think you can live without water? Uh, what is it like three days max? Yeah, I think it's something. I I don't know the exact number, but it's it's something in like six days or something. It's okay. it's not a very long time. Yeah. But then, how many days can you live without food? It's longer than yeah. that, and it's like a it, couple of weeks, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's like forty days or something. But yeah. maybe it's, the number's different now. But it's a longer time. But then, when you think about oxygen, like how long can you live without oxygen? Well, a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah, not very long. Well, how long can you live without your life force? Hmm. When you look at it that way, like a split second. Once that life force leaves your body, you're considered clinically dead. Well, this is what was interesting to D.D. Palmer. Is like this is where the healing is coming from. It's got to be the nervous system. Hmm. It can't just be the heart. can't just be the brain. It's got to be everything. And so the, he realized that this healing happens from above down, inside out, I mean, from the brain down through the spinal column, out the nerves to all the body and back. There's these communication messages going back and forth. So chiropractic is all about spinal health. It's about nervous system health. We often refer to ourselves as nervous system doctors, not a neurologist, though it, <laughs> though there is neurodiplomate programs in chiropractic, but we don't we don't call ourselves neurologists because we do things differently than what a neurologist would do. Yeah. But we're looking at healing from above down, inside out, through the spinal column. And if you get your spine in better alignment, that frees up the energy that the brain is trying to send down through the nervous system to the body parts and frees up the body's ability to communicate back to the brain so the healing can happen from the inside out. And so, you know, that's essentially what chiropractic is, is aligning your spine to turn up the volume of healing in your body. And our job as humans is to feed it what it needs, not just food or healthy foods, but, you know, and water, give it plenty of rest, make sure you exercise it, keep your thoughts positive, like all the things that we know mm-hmm. that bring on good chemistry. And the more and more research that's come out there, come out, the more and more we realize how important the spinal column is to overall well-being and health of just the human species. Yeah. And so chiropractic is really not just about back pain. It's not just about headaches or all those things I mentioned. It's about nervous system health. And when you get that healthier, the back pain, the, the headaches, the sciatic, all those things start to go away. Like I've had people like babies, for example, with acid reflux, um, come in or colicky and little taps to their spine stop acid reflux or stop the colic like they're on like you know they or they can't breastfeed properly like you know things like that for little babies when I've had people who are in their 90s who are like like to you know spend time in their garden and they just can't because part of their body's not functioning properly and we start aligning their spine and they start getting function back in their leg or their arm or their hands or their their back, wherever it may be. It's about, you know, chiropractic is about restoring function. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, the first day I met you, I couldn't sit up straight. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I went through this period where um, I started having this really intense hip pain and then, I mean, because I, you know, I have this chronic health condition. I spend a lot of time lying down during the day. And that actually can wreak havoc on your body if yep. you're not getting up and moving the, the way that you normally would. Yep. Um, and this hip pain developed. And then I just, 
started having really intense pain every time I'd sit up straight. And I, so I just kind of stopped doing it. <laughs> and I was looking for help. And my uh, I was seeing a naturopath at the time who recommended you, recommended a chiropractor, re- recommended I go see you. And, you know, the very first day when I met you, you know, we did a lot of talking about my symptoms and all that stuff. But at the end of that first day, you did my first adjustment. And I've seen chiropractors before, and I already knew how powerful it could be. But I don't think I'd ever ever experienced one single adjustment changing this much where I was able to sit up after that first adjustment. Yeah. Um, and it was like a night and day difference with how much pain I was feeling. Yeah, I remember I remember your experience. Um, not everyone who comes in has that quite that quick of a dramatic experience. Sure. But actually just literally, this is, you know, I did have one, one of those experiences with one of my patients just uh, four days, five days ago. She had come in for chronic low back pain. Um, even though chiropractic's not just about back pain, that was one of her concerns. Yeah. Um, she couldn't like uh, touch the floor with her hands. She couldn't bend forward and touch the floor. And uh, and I had adjusted her a, a few times before, before her back pain was improving, but it wasn't like where I thought it could have been. Mm-hmm. And I did this, you know, I, you know, yes, I look at the spine, but I also look at the extremities and other parts of the body. And I found that on her left side, her hamstring was so tight. And so I held this, you know, soft tissue contact at the top of her hamstring where, into, where, where it meets the sitting bones. And I felt like this amazing release on the hamstring. And then I moved my thumb all over a little bit further and found another hamstring that was feeling that way, same way and another big release. And a third time it happened, she got up off the table right away and she reached down and put both hands on the floor and her pain was completely gone. Yeah. It was just instant change. Yeah. And here I was focused on just her first couple of visits were just the lower back sacrum area, but it was actually coming from the hamstring. So it's like the human body is, that's, this is what's really interesting about chiropractic. It's not just about, hey, if your thumb hurts, let's examine your thumb. And like, mm-hmm. let's, you know, we look at the whole system. We look at like all areas. And sometimes it can take a little bit for a chiropractor to figure out where the originating thing may be coming from, the problem may be coming from. But most chiropractors, you know, if given enough time, they'll figure it out um, because the whole system's connected. Yeah, that's so. This is something that another chiropractor said to me, Doctor Kreider, who you recommended to me for a special adjustment. Yeah, which I we should talk about, but I want to hold on to that for a minute. Yeah, um, he said everything's connected to everything, and yep. this is something that doctors do not say. Doctors basically say, "Oh, you're you have something in your sinuses, go to a ear, nose, and throat doctor. You have something, you know, in your leg, let's go to the leg doctor, whoever that is." Yeah. Um, so. I, I get sent to different specialists for every single symptom that I have. Yep. Um, and that completely ignores the fact that you, sometimes something that's happening in your head can affect your foot. And I think chiropractic is the one the one practice that I have experienced as a patient in where that is the primary focus, where if there's something out of alignment in your neck, you could have pain in your foot. Yep. And and that's very common, it seems. Yep. Uh, and that's completely ignored in, in traditional totally medicine. It's totally ignored. And the reason why chiropractors think th- that way of looking at the whole system. So I told you about D.D. Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, his son is B.J. Palmer, who was cred- is credited for developing chiropractic into what it is today. Like He really put it on the national, international scene of like chiropractors being known all over the world. Um, but their technique was only adjusting the first and second vertebrae in the neck, the oh. atlas and axis, 
So people who have back pain, low back pain, static pain, foot pain, finger pain, whatever the pain was, they would only adjust the first or second vertebrae in the neck and those symptoms would go away. Yeah. And so there's, you know, Dr. Kreider that you were bringing up earlier, that which we'll talk about in a moment, um, he's the same similar guy focusing on the upper part of the spine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so we understand like the brain is sending messages down the spinal cord and every one of those messages passes through the brainstem, which is right where the axis and axis, atlas and axis, the first and second vertebrae are. That's where it lives with the, with the occiput, which is your skull. And so if that's not right, if that relationship between those, the skull and the first and second vertebrae is out of balance, it can impact the entire system in ways that these, the people, all these symptoms that people have. Um, so it's a really important, like for us as chiropractors, we, that we look at the whole picture. And like in my analysis or my, my exam, I'm, and I do a variety of things, as you know, with ex, everything from x-ray to thermal scans to registering how your heart is functioning um, to muscle scans so that we can understand, you know, the, how the whole system is doing. Yeah. So we can put you know, t- together a treatment plan that can help people as, as best that we possibly can. Yeah. I think a lot of people have some misconceptions about chiropractic. I think when people think about it, they think about someone like cracking their neck and it just, it's loud and it looks scary and it looks painful. And I think people are afraid of it. Yep. Um, so I think it'd be helpful if you could describe the sort of tools that you use to adjust people and you know, mm-hmm. what to expect with that. Like the first time I came in, you talked to me about this a little bit and I think you described it really well. Yeah, so there. So just to, just to be aware, like what I do is what I do and other chiropractors will use a lot of different types of instrumentation. Absolutely, and that's huge. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I will say I've seen close to like half a dozen chiropractors in my life yep. and I've seen three that were amazing. Um, and I count you among them, like people who I went back to see over and over because I was noticing positive results. Yeah. And at least two or three where I felt no difference. It was super expensive. Um, and if anything, I just kind of felt the same or worse after. Yeah. So it makes a huge difference who you see. Not all chiropractors are created equal. This is very true. And it's, you know, not all dentists are created equal or all medical sure, doctors. Absolutely. And so, and that kind of gets into, and I'm not sure if we'll go there today, but it kind of gets into this heart heart and mind space. Like, mm. you know, where is the heart and mind of the practitioner, mm. you know, and are they are they serving to their highest level in those moments that they're with their patients? And, and I think there's a big part of the healing that goes along with that. Like if you have a practitioner who is in the right heart space and mind space and who has a patient who is ready to receive Who's not, you know, like if, I think, like I've had, I've had very skeptical patients come in, but, you know, because their wife or their husband or their partner just said, you got to go see this, you got to see somebody. I, I'm tired of hearing you, 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 you know, complain about your chronic pain, like go see someone. So they'll come in and they're very skeptical of chiropractic and yet they still will get better. <laughs> um, but it, it, you kind of wonder like, you know, cause this is like something for you is like, you know, like how much is this in my head right. or am I actually physically like, do I have something really physically wrong? And I think that, you know, if you have the heart space, like I was saying, amazing things can happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, you know, why a lot of people, cause I get, I get some people who've been to other chiropractors who don't see any results and then they come to see me and they get results. And so to answer your question about the instrumentation or the tools that I use, majority of what I do is done by hand, but I've done thousands and thousands of hours of training while I was in school 
and after school to fine tune my my palpation skills and to understand and the visualization of and the the work that I've done to understand every single bone of the spinal column as well as a lot of the extremities of the body and understand how they're supposed to move and what they should feel like when they're not moving and what an energetic feel what it, like what a bone energy feels like versus a muscle energy mm. versus an organ energy like there's there's differences there that my my training and that I've done is helped me become very in tune with like one of the skills that we did or one of the exercises that we did when I was in school, this is kind of funny or fun is that we would take a, like, so someone who has long hair, we took a strand of their hair and we would put it. Remember back in the day when there was, there was phone books. Uh huh. (laughs) I do remember phone books. Okay. So phone books had these really thin pages, right? And you could flip through them and there would be like three or 400 pages deep. So we would take a thin strand of hair put it as many layers and as many pages deep in the phone book huh. and we try to feel it with our fingers. Wow, that's and, cool. And that was heightened our senses of our our touch, yeah. right, our fingers. And so my touch has become very in tune. So I can I can tune into people with my hands and, and have a sense of, is it bone related? Is it muscle related? Is there something maybe going on autoimmune related problem? Hmm. Um, so hands are my primary use of my tools, but I also use an activator. Yeah, I love the activator. Yeah, it's a yeah. spring-loaded instrument. It's low force. It's really for those people who are uncomfortable having their their uh, spines adjusted by hand, who don't like the sound, that popping, cracking sound, which, by the way, is only pressure being released from a joint space. It's nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not breaking people's bones or <laughs> breaking, snapping ligaments. Um, but it's that's the activator is my primary use of, of low-force technique. But I also do some soft tissue work. Like I'll Mm -hmm. do trigger point therapy, for example, on people's muscular system. Um, Tonal work. There's some, what we call in chiropractic, tonal work. We're looking, trying to match tones of the body. So very light force, gentle touches to help, you know, connect different parts of the body together because we we know it's all connected and trying to match up the energy so we have energy flowing through the system. Um, So those are my primary uses of my tools. Um, but you know, a lot of chiropractors will use other types of instruments where they, um, will have like a, a thumper device or they'll have like, there's a technique called Atlas orthogonal. That's like a very, like almost like a needle type of rod that comes down and it taps the spine. Yeah. I did that once. Yeah. I, it was like this huge machine. Yeah. There's like a whole table that you lie in and, um, this guy who I only saw twice and it was so expensive and did not work, but he did like like 10, 15 minutes of adjusting this thing and then did one tiny tap on my neck and I felt no different afterwards. And I was like, this was a waste of money. Yeah. (laughs) But the activator is a really interesting thing because I actually, the first chiropractor I really loved was back in college. His name was uh, Dr. Scamahorn. He was really fantastic. Um, I I went in for low back pain and he really, really helped. And he only used the activator. Um, And yeah, like you're saying, it's this little spring-loaded device where... You like you when you it. when you activate it, it like kind of does a little tap on your back, and it's very um, easy to like control the the tension of the yep. spring loading and yep. kind of uh, the amount of force that you use with it. Absolutely. Um, so you can get really minute adjustments done that way. Yep. Um, and I used to prefer that until I started seeing you because other chiropractors I've seen in the past would push sometimes too hard or yeah. too far, and yeah. it can be painful if yep. like you're you know. If you're like adjusting someone's neck, 
and you you do this like quick sudden move to the side if you go too far it can hurt um but i found that you in particular uh, always know how far to go and you also kind of tilt my neck and before you twist it in yeah. a way that kind of um, makes it easier to pop into place and i feel like you know um like my i feel like the body is telling you it's giving you information like you're saying like you know how far to go yeah and i feel um with you in particular i feel like i'm in very um secure hands that know what they're doing yes and i uh and i don't you know and it feels good it doesn't feel painful it feels great like yeah. i usually leave the appointment feeling taller and brighter you know yeah um yeah yeah thank you like it's it that you're right there's a lot of times chiropractors will you know maybe use more force than what's what's needed for this for that particular person um and i've been guilty of that that's happened before because some people have ultra sensitive systems so that's when we if they do we switch the activator yeah um but you know the amount of training that i've done and you know extensive like adjusting like i was a junkie when it came to like learning how to adjust the spine um because i wanted i didn't want to be the kind of chiropractor that you had the experience of being hurt or too much force i didn't want to be that guy or that girl i wanted to be able to like help the person feel good in their body and know that a change a positive change had been has happened um so i spent thousands of hours trying to fine-tune that skill and um, so thank you because it shows it. I, I get what you shared is what I hear a lot from people, um, and which is one of the reasons I'm I'm really comfortable adjusting babies. Like yeah. People, like people are like why would you adjust a baby? Like well, when you think about how a baby's born, coming through yeah. the birth canal, that can be really hard on the spine, and it can throw things off. And a lot of times, babies are colic because their spine is just out of alignment, and they're really uncomfortable, and they can't get comfortable, and they're crying all the time mm. because they just can't get comfortable. And like, I've had a, f- a fair number of colic babies come over the, year, over the years and just like one a visit, two visits and it's gone. Wow. I had this one baby came in who was, well, not, I mean, he was an infant, not a baby. It was more of an infant, like, you know, six months or f- five months old. And the amount of force that that child was giving to this, to her, to his mother's nipple was so intense for the mom breastfeeding. Yeah. And her, one of my patients said, go see my chiropractor. I don't know if he can help, but just go see my chiropractor have him check your child. Maybe there's something in there that he could do. And I started adjusting the child. And within two weeks, the mom said the the breastfeeding was just night and day difference. Like the child wasn't latching so hard anymore. It was more comfortable. It was wow. more, more relaxed. So stuff like that happens. Like we, no one thinks to go to a chiropractor when your child is, you know, suckling so hard. But chiropractic is it's profoundly, it, it blows my mind every week. I'm still humbled by what happens for people yeah i mean everyone knows that having a pinched nerve is bad you know yeah (laughs) like that's common knowledge if you have a pinched nerve it can cause a lot of pain it can cause constant headaches it can cause constant back pain yep and i actually don't know of any other way to treat a pinched nerve besides a chiropractor yeah i mean people will take muscle relaxants for example that's a desa yeah and kind of hope it falls back in place i guess and try to just relax because if it's the muscles spasming around the nerve maybe they'll that'll take care of it yeah sometimes it does not always though yeah and those things all have side effects exactly yeah and and i'm not against those things by any means i I don't prescribe them because that's not my scope of practice but if a person comes in trying those things i'm not going to say no to trying to help them you know, they're trying to do everything they can to get, right. you know, out of pain. And pain, you know, think about pain that um, 
that's really physiologically damaging is that, you know, chronic pain, like, you know, you think about your brain and certain parts of your brain control certain parts of the body, right? And so like your, your feet are controlled by a certain part of the brain and your hands and so on. If you have chronic pain, research has shown that whatever part of the body, the part of the brain that's controlling that part of the body, that part of the brain actually will shrink over time mm. from the chronicity of the pain that the person's under. So it's super important to try to get out of chronic pain. Yeah. So if just for brain function. And so, you know, that's, you know, partly, partly what I do is help people with those things, but which is super rewarding, but I really love, you know, when people take that and they start to utilize chiropractic in a way that helps them stay healthy stay functioning well. Mm-hmm. So like we have a good number of patients that will come in for just their wellness check, just to, you know, keep their spine aligned, just like going to the dentist for your, you know, checkups, you know, for your teeth. We suggest the same thing for, for, for your spine. Yeah. So how often for someone like that, who's just doing a wellness check, how often does someone need to come in? I, I know these answers I'm asking you anyway, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how long, how often do they need to come in and how long does that adjustment take? So the research show from a guy I learned from Dr. James Chestnut, you know, he's a very, very well researched person. Um, he, um, I don't remember the exact study off the top of my head, but he shared a study that chronicity, like scar tissue buildup, that kind of like in the joint spaces after about 21 days starts rapidly increasing. And so when you have scar tissue building up in a joint space, it limits mobility. Mm-hmm. And so when you think of it in terms of that, you know, ideally every th- three to four weeks is is a, a wellness type of an adjustment would be healthy for the spinal column. Yeah. So like we go to yoga, we do our, you know, we, we go for runs, we, we do Pilates, we do these things that are really important for our, our overall health and well-being. Yoga, Pilates, like I, I do yoga regularly. I've done Pilates, that's not the, my choice of exercise, but I do yoga at least once a week, mm-hmm. um, sometimes more. And it's an important part of my spinal health, but it doesn't adjust or move my spine the same way a chiropractic adjustment does. Yeah. So for me, what I do and I choose for myself, and this is just for me, is I, I look to get adjusted every other week. Sometimes I'll go every week if I really feel like I, I need it, like if my body's like expressing a symptom that I don't normally have to deal with. But most of the time when I'm getting adjusted, I don't have a symptom. I'm just keeping my spine working properly. But the people that come in that I, you know, I don't expect that of everybody to come to come in every other week. But I'd say at least once a month as a minimum. Yeah. Once you're once you've achieved, you know, you've dealt with your initial problems for more of a wellness purpose. Once a month is what we recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know for me when I first started. I needed to come in twice a week for a while because, I mean, I was having that problem sitting up straight. Yep. And until we got that sorted out, which took a couple of months of adjust, well, maybe a month or two. Yeah, it was, I mean, there was a few other things that we were dealing with. Yeah, I had a lot was, going on. <laughs> yeah, but that was your primary, like that, you know, the hip pain and the, was yeah. a big problem for you. Um, and like to answer the question also about like how long does an adjustment take, it really mm. does depend on the person. So initially when we started working with you, like those visits were 10, 15 minutes long when I'm, yeah. when I'm with you. But as I, we started clearing them out, like, you know, it gets down to like about five minutes. Right. And yeah. Like that monthly check is only about five minutes, I would guess. Yeah. Um, well, it depends on the person obviously, but yeah. when I come in now, I feel like we're 
we're done within like five to seven minutes. It's yep. quick. Yeah. Um, you just kind of run through the body, check everything, put everything into alignment, yep. um, pop some things into the right place. Um, and that's it, you know, and I leave feeling better and it makes a huge difference. And I feel like the longer I go without doing that, I can really feel it. I can feel like my body starting to tense up, weird pains and aches start to kind of come in all over the place. And, yeah. um, and if I wait too long, it's, I need to go in more often to kind of get it back on track. So there's like a, a balancing act happening. Yeah. I love the, I love the story of green eggs and ham <laughs> because, you know, you know, Dr. Seuss is brilliant. It's like, don't knock something until you try it. Yeah. And like a lot of people like don't believe in chiropractic and it's really unfair because a lot of those people have never tried it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so you can't, like, I, I would never bash another profession. I, I've never, I've never had like, other surgeries that people have had or like I've never had to deal with a lot of the health issues out there, but I never say I don't believe in those things because I've never tried them and yeah. and, and I would never do that to anybody. So chiropractic, if you've never had an experience with it, you, you really don't have the right to, to comment on it in a negative way until you really understand it and try it for, see how, what I can do for you. Yeah, And there's also like you've had the experience where you've had some adjustments adjustments that have done nothing for you. Yeah. Like you, you should never really give up on a profession after one experience. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you really should do your research and try to help, you know, find other people that first one didn't work. Yeah. Um, and I think you've done that. Like you've, you've gone around and you've, you've really have sought, you know, have asked a lot of questions and, and, um, have helped been helped by many different people. Yeah. Um, and to find, and it's just finding that, like I said before, the recipe that works for your body, um, and you've like, I know that you've worked with doctors for an extensive period of time. And then there comes a time when like, you know, like, okay, I think my time here is done mm-hmm. and it's time to move on to mm-hmm. somebody else who can maybe get me to the next level. Right. And that's important. Like people, people forget like with chronic pain, I don't like when you came in, I don't have the expectation that I'm going to get you out of pain. That's never my expectation with anybody because I really don't know. Yeah. And and I, I really and I and I think if a if a doctor you go to see a doctor and they said I definitely can take care of this I can definitely do this I would start to wonder like I'd be a little so skeptical. true that is so true I yeah. love that yeah yeah I'd be skeptical of that person <laughs> because <laughs> they that's tr- so true oh my god I'm sorry I'm laughing because this is a point that I wanted to make and I forgot and you're making it and I'm happy so keep going sorry yeah no it's just it's just my like I would be lying to you if I told you that I've I've helped a hundred percent of the people that have ever come to me. Like yeah. I've helped every person who's ever come to me, I have helped them, but have I cleared up their symptoms a hundred percent of the time? No. Yeah. And I think you'll never find a doctor that can say they've done that a hundred percent of the time. And you set that expectation on the first visit. Also, you said, I don't know how far I can help. I don't, I don't know how many of these pains I can help with. Cause I came in with like a laundry list of things. Yeah, you did. Um, like right now I have, um, well, when I came to you, I had three places that were hurting really badly. The most serious at the time was my hip because I couldn't sit up straight. Yep. And that was a complicated issue that um, that was not fixed right away. No. And I was able to sit up after that first adjustment, but I was still experiencing a lot of pain when I'd go from sitting to standing. And after seeing you for a few months, we were um, there was like that last bit of that pain that we couldn't figure out how to get rid of. And you actually recommended that I go see an entirely different chiropractor um, yeah, yeah. who specialized in something else. Yeah. And I I bring this up because I appreciated that so much because I have so much experience seeing um, 
providers, both, you know, in traditional medicine or in alternative medicine who tell me I can fix this, you know, like I, if I can't fix this, then it can't be fixed. I run into that all the time. And that is so harmful. So Whereas your, your, you know, your point of view is like, okay, I'm not figuring out this last piece, but I have a feeling that it might be this and it's not my specialty, but I think you should try this other chiropractor who does specialize in it. Yeah. Um, and be, I mean, because it's me and we can talk about it. I, I'd be curious to hear, you know, to talk about that a little bit because it was such a strange experience for me. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I've, I, I've come to realize really early on is that I, I don't have the answer for every single person that comes in. Like I don't, like, or every human being that on the planet is not the right fit for me. Yeah. Nor could I ever serve that many people. You know, humanly, it's not possible. Like, I'd, I would never sleep. <laughs> and so, um, so I know that, you know, chiropractic is powerful. Like, it's so powerful in a way that it's really hard to explain in, in, an, in an interview like this. But you really just have to experience it mm-hmm. and know that and trust in it. And... And that's a big part of it. The trust is a big, big part. And so, like, Dr. Kreider, who, you know, I heard through one of my patients who had fallen. Um, she was walking down the stairs holding her, her like, year-and-a-half-old child at the time. And they oh, fell wow. down the stairs. Oh, and my. they both developed a concussion. Oof. And she also uh, instantly started getting vertigo. And and she's a massage therapist. My patient's a massage therapist, and she she actually didn't think to come to me right away. Which, well, let me say restate that she was thinking of coming to see me, but her friend, who's also a massage therapist, who was an expert in helping vertigo, said, "Go see this guy in Bellevue. Mm-hmm. He's he's really uh, done amazing work with vertigo." And so she went and had this instantaneous release or tra- transformation from vertigo. And she told me about the experience. So then I sent him, I think, two or three of my patients who had similar things going on, and they all had the same experience. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So this guy is very good at what he does. Does I do something different, mm-hmm. but I I can't live in fear that my patient will never come back to me. <laughs> you know, if I send him to another chiropractor, like that's not that's not doing my job. Like my job is to help people in any way that I can. And so I I didn't have an I don't have an ego about those things. Like right. I could have a chiropractor and I have chiropractors like, you know, one around the corner from me who's an upper cervical chiropractor who's literally a block away. I would send people to them for, for that kind of work. But I don't, like, I don't really see a lot of people coming to me from them, but I don't have that kind of like um, fear about losing people or like I'm in competition with another chiropractor. There's more than enough people in Seattle or more than enough people in the world to serve all the chiropractors. There's not enough chiropractors to serve the population, put sure. it that way. So I, I could have a chiropractor in right across the hall from me and I would be okay with it. Yeah. But a lot of others wouldn't. And so... Yeah. You don't have an ego about it. And I I can say that because I've worked with you know naturopaths who do have an ego about what they're doing, who say, like, I can cure you. I'm the only one who can cure you. Yep. No one else knows the thing that I know. Um, and if you don't keep coming in, we're never going to get you there. Like that is so dangerous because it's so like when you're in pain all the time, 
and someone tells you they can cure you, you're like, great, let's go, let's do it. You know, I've been in pain for so long, this is what I've been waiting to hear. Because most people you go see say, I have no idea what this is. I don't know what to do. Um, And I feel like the best response that I can get from someone I'm going to see the first time is, um, I think that there's something that I can do to help you. I'm not sure how how much I can help you, but I'm going to do my best to try. And that's like exactly what you said. Yeah. And and yeah, there's this one adjustment that you wanted me to try that you didn't know how to do that this guy in Bellevue, Dr. Kreider, did know how to do. Uh, and tell us about that adjustment because I I this is something that I really want to share my personal story with because yeah. it didn't solve all of my problems. Like like I was saying, I had these three spots of intense pain, but it wiped one of them out completely. So yeah. I'm just left with two. And that is huge. Yeah. That is like a huge difference in my overall experience of like my body and my pain level. Sure. So Dr. Kreider um, does a technique that, uh, that he learned from uh, one of the uh, older chiropractors, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. in, in our profession, who's, I think he's in his 80s, and he, they actually work together, um, but he's not really working full-time anymore. But anyway, Dr. Kreider worked, learned from this guy how to adjust the sphenoid bone. So for those of you listening who don't know what the sphenoid bone is, it's, it's a butterfly-looking type of bone that lives basically behind your nose and your eyes. It's in the center of our skull, close to the center of the skull. And it branches off like in, in all these different places. And there's all these little nerves that come through it and around it, and... Um, it's connected to the ears, which Vertigo has a con- uh, neurological connection with, with the ear balancing centers. And so he, I mean, you would be able to describe what the adjustment was better yeah. because I've never received it. Yeah. But by adjusting the sphenoid bone, um, it, he's resetting it, which is basically rebalancing your entire nervous system at the brain level, brainstem level. And it, it opens up nerve pathways in ways that have been blocked for some people years. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the way he described it to me is that um, if you take a bad fall, mm-hmm. um, like this woman you were describing, and we think what happened to me is like when I was um, when I was a kid, probably like 10 or 11, something around there, I fell off my bike and landed on my front tooth and knocked my tooth out. So, some sort of like intense... Uh, impact can actually knock your sphenoid bone out of alignment Mm -hmm. and yeah and that can like pinch the nerves coming through from your spinal column and that can affect things in other places in the body yeah so um so you recommended i go see dr Kreider, and i did and he uh did some x-rays and saw that that bone was out of alignment and he basically stuck his thumbs in my mouth and kind of wiggled it back into place and it's something that only needs to be done once um it's it's one of those adjustments that holds really well unless you fall off your bike again or fall down the stairs again or something to knock it out again. It shouldn't, it shouldn't fall out of alignment. Yeah. Um, and then within like two weeks, this hip pain that I'd had for over a year, um, where it was like this really intense pain every time I stood up from sitting to standing and sometimes couldn't sit for that long. Um, although you helped tremendously with that first part, that pain was just gone. I haven't felt it since it's completely gone. Um, and it was, it was really like mind blowing. So, I really appreciated you saying, you know, like, I think this guy might be able to help in a way that I can't. And I still see you regularly for my um, my regular adjustments. I try to come in at least once a month. Yeah. I find if I go longer than that, I start to hurt in ways that I don't like. Yeah. Um, and it really, it does, I, I feel like talking about chi or life force, you know, there's so much we don't understand about the body, but I feel yeah. like it does help support my body to support itself. Yes. Like what you're talking about with the body knows what to do. 
Um, but sometimes it can't do what it knows to do because it's blocked. It's exactly it. You, yeah. You, you nailed it. Um, it's so true. Like the body is so intelligent. Like we can never, there's no computer that could ever, we could ever duplicate the human body. Like it's just so many processes going on in the human body in every split second that it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. And so, you know, like when you're, when your spinal column is blocking nerve, that nerve energy, that's what wreaks havoc in the nervous, in the entire body. And that's where things will start to break down over time or to, to decay or yeah. and lose function. And, you know, and, you know, there's probably some people listening thinking, well, and I've heard this so many times from other people, but if you're one of those people that thinks like, well, once you go to a chiropractor, you always have to go to a chiropractor. And I, and I kind of, you know, I've heard that so many times. It kind of makes me laugh now <laughs> because like, I always think to myself or I'll sometimes even say it to my patients. Like, well, if you know that eating, organic food is good for you would you want to continue eating organic food for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah or like if you know that exercise is good for you would you not want to continue doing exercise right and this getting adjusted is no different and this is where the, the i think people miss the boat is they they think well i'm going to a doctor i ha- i'm only in our society in the united states you only you're supposed to go to the doctor when there's something wrong wrong with you mm-hmm. that's that's again the sick care system but i'm not you know i'm not promoting a sick care system here i'm promoting you know, a health system, you know, a, you know, a wellness system. And like, yes, I help people who may be sick, but that's not really what my main, you know, job is. Like, I mean, if you really need to take a pill, don't come see me. Like, yeah. I'm not the person. But if you really want to improve function in your body and help it sustain its own health, come and see me. You know, like, yeah, I can help you with your symptom. Maybe we'll clear it up 100%, maybe not. But you definitely will feel better. Like, I I can say, honestly say that every person that I've helped over the years have felt better on some level. Yeah. We don't always clear up 100% of their symptoms, but majority of the time they do clear up. Um, and But it's more about like, if you know that if this is working for you, why would you stop doing something that's working for you? Right. Because your body's constantly changing. Right. You don't have to go in the rest of your life. You no. will want to. Yes. And if you don't want to, then you don't have to. It's exactly. like, it's always your choice. There's been times in my life, like I've been getting adjusted on a regular basis, you know, um, I've been with my wife. Um, we've been married for 19 years. We've and she's lovely, for... by the way. She works at your clinic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. She's, so we've been together for 25 years. Um, I started getting adjusted around that time regularly hmm. for the last 25 years. There's moments in my life where I'll go up longer than I like, like just like yourself, that, without getting adjusted because of my schedule, my chiropractic friend's schedules, and just traveling or whatever it may be. Um, and then I'll go get adjusted after, you know, a few weeks have gone by um, or like the Christmas holidays, for example, where we take some extra time off. So I'm not getting adjusted necessarily. And, then, and, and I will feel a, like complete difference in my body when I get my, my next adjustment yeah. and how I function and how alert, like you were saying, like right. you, how much brighter you feel. Right, right, right. You know, and the taller. word <laughs> taller, you know, the word subluxation is a term that we use in chiropractic, you know, referencing the spine being out of a light, out of alignment. Mm-hmm. So we are a misalignment is often used, but subluxation is what our foundation is f- founded on. When you break that word down, sub means less, lux is light. So if there's less light, which hmm. is energy. And Asian, from my understanding, is expression. So there's less light expressing in your <laughs> That's body. That's cool. I like that. When you break that word down, it means less light expression. Wow. So there's less light. Like if you look at up subluxation in the dic- medical dictionary, it's going to say less than a dislocation. It's a very generic yeah. um, 
you know, a term meaning. But when you actually look in other ways of what those words mean, it's less light expressing your body. So when you get adjusted, remove subluxation, you have more energy, more light expressing in your body. So you feel brighter. Yeah. You feel more energy. That's very cool. Yeah. Are there dangers in getting adjusted with chiropractic? I mean, let's, I mean, I feel very safe going to you, but like I said before, there's, I've seen other people that I didn't feel comfortable with. Yeah. So just for anyone out there who maybe want to try chiropractic, what do you recommend? Like, what do you look for? Are there dangers? Yeah. Um, How do you find someone? Yeah. Maybe if you're in, you know, Iowa, like we were talking about before. Yep. You know, so there's always dangers, dangers for anything you do, essentially in healthcare. There's always a risk. Yeah. Now, the risk for chiropractic is, like, compared to having surgery, is, like, almost not even on the chart. Like, it's, like, so minimal. Um, Like, when people get hurt from a chiropractor, it's not a life-threatening experience they're necessarily having. Maybe their muscle gets strained a little bit because Mm -hmm. the chiropractor either used too much force or the person receiving tensed Mm, up in the moment. That's big, yeah. Like, a lot of times people, like, they'll blame the chiropractor, but... If they tense up and a chiropractor tries to deliver a force, yeah. that's going to hurt. Yeah, for sure. So we always focus on, I always ask people, focus on your breath, relax your body. Yeah, it's a you skill. Know. You got to learn how, how to learn how to, how to let it. go and let the chiropractor do what they're doing and not try yeah. to exert any of your own muscles to, yeah. you and know, it's just, not just easy. Let, it, let it ride, let it happen. That's challenging. I, yeah. again, I've been getting adjusted for 25 years or more. And I still have challenges sometimes letting certain parts of my body go when I'm getting adjusted. It's just mm-hmm. intuitively we want to protect, especially when you're working with the neck. Yeah. You know, we want to protect our necks. Yeah. So is there risk? Yes, I'd be lying if there wasn't any risk, but really the risks are so small. Like I wouldn't be doing what I do if I really felt like I was going to hurt somebody. Yeah. And, and our profession would not be here if we were really, really hurting people. Like the, there has been people who've tried to take down chiropractic in the medical profession and who've been caught falsifying information about what we do. Um, but it's, it's not going anywhere. Chiropractic is safe. It's yeah. very safe. And so how you would find somebody that, you know, is a good chiropractor, you have to kind of look at, you have to ask yourself, well, what are you looking for? Like, are, are you strictly looking just to get out of pain? There's some great pain doctors only, but if you're looking for somebody who's going to care for you as a whole person, mm-hmm. then you want to be looking for somebody who's got more of a wellness mindset, like who's going to talk to you about, you know, your movement patterns, your eating patterns, your resting habits, like looking at the entire system and somebody you can connect with energetically, like you, somebody who's yeah. like feels right, who's going to be, you know, go knee to knee with you and just be honest straight up. And, and, and if you just listen, like when you're having that visit, if you just listen to what your gut tells you, you'll it'll you'll know for sure if that's the right fit yeah, for you. That's great advice. That's really good advice. Because I, sure. I can't tell. I mean, yeah, I could say go to the website and look and like if they have a pretty website, yeah, that's a good chiropractor. It doesn't work like that. Right. Ask around. Ask people who you know. Like, hey, do you have a chiropractor that you like? What are they, tell me about them? You know, yeah. What do you like about them? What do you don't like about them? And they should have good reviews online if they are good. I mean, you can't yep. always trust that. Yep. But you know. <laughs> But it's it's a place to start at least. You know, absolutely, on Yelp. absolutely. And you know, don't don't be afraid to call the office. Yeah. You know, if you see good reviews online, you like their website, and you're like, the person seems reasonable, and you don't know anybody who's ever been there, but just call the office and ask, talk to their person at the front desk. Yep. You will get no pretty within a minute. You'll know if this if this place is 
is really good or not to how they talk to you. Yeah. You know, that's something that's really, really important is like, we really go out of our way to be available to like, you know, treat people as people and not as a symptom or as a, as a disease or some diagnosis. We don't, I don't think of people that way. Yeah. Like we're human beings and we want to be heard. We want to be taken care of. And so we try to, you know, do everything we can to do that. Is there, for, for people out there who are in pain, who are maybe have tried chiropractic and like it, and they're already on board with this, are there more alternative care practices that you personally recommend that you think are, are pathways that are worth going down? Yeah, I, so I, I like to do, to share with people what I do for myself. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm, I don't, if I don't, um, if I've never tried something, if I'm recommending something, I'll let you know that I've never done this, but this is what I've heard. And this is like, I've heard good things about this person or this approach. I really want people to know like, this is not like, like I'm not trying to like force anything on them, but I, I, I but as far as alternatives to chiropractic, and this actually makes me think about like, chiropractic is, doesn't replace anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but chiropractic is the foundation of your spinal column. Like it's working with your nervous system, which is controlling everything in your body. It's the, the nervous system is the master controlling system. So it's the thing that you want to protect, but it's not meant to replace going to your medical doctor or to a naturopath or to your acupuncturist. Like it doesn't, it's not supposed to replace those things. It can, it can, like acupuncturists are probably the closest thing to similar, similar to what we do because they're working with the energy of the body as well, but in, yeah. a, you know, through needles and, and meridians and such, um, so if other alternatives to chiropractic would be acupuncture would be one of those things I would recommend. I'd also recommend massage because of the muscle system bone relationship of the spine. They're really complement each other. I'd also, um, you know, in certain cases, physical therapy, going to a PT is yeah. important. It's, it's funny you bring that up. I actually had an injury in college. I used to be a kayak instructor Yeah, and I, I strained my rotator cuff trying to demonstrate a an Eskimo roll, which yeah. I failed because <laughs> I was nervous <laughs> and I accidentally strained my shoulder. Um, and then I went to physical therapy for months and it got a little bit better very, very slowly over a long time. And then I was like at the gas station and I got my arm caught on my car door and I restrained it. <laughs> And I went to my chiropractor and he fixed it in a day. Yeah. One adjustment, months of work at the PT, one adjustment at the chiropractor and yeah. that pain was gone. Yeah. And I've had similar experiences with, I've gone to physical therapy a couple times for weird pains that I've had because I've had this weird undiagnosed issue, uh, whatever it is, for a long time. And for me, I've never found results at physical therapy, yeah. but I have found results at yeah. chiropractic. Yep. And everyone's body is different. I'm not saying don't go to a physical therapist. I'm just saying that if you have body pain um, and you don't know why, chiropractic is a really great avenue to explore. Well, it's because, again, it goes back to the nervous system. Yeah. Like it goes back to like, and even the physical therapists are now, in, there, there's a doctor of physical therapy now, there's doctor degrees. So those, do, those who get the doctor degree of physical therapy, they actually can adjust the spine. They can mm. manipulate the spine. But they do it in a different way than what a chiropractor does it. And they don't have the same um, philosophy as that we do. So they, they, it's just different. I can't, it's hard to explain what the difference is, but the intention is different yeah. behind what I do versus what a PT is doing. And I'm not against them at all. Like I, I go to a PT myself from time to time. But those are alternatives. And, and I would say the last one would be naturopathic doctors. I would I would choose naturopathic doctors over medical doctors in many cases only because 
their educations are pretty much the same, but a naturopathic doctor does also get additional training on you know natural approaches to helping the human body that are to have less side effects to yeah what your your body you know could be dealing with um and you know each medical doctor medical like medical doctors have specialists and so do naturopathic doctors and so in some cases you'll have to go to a specialist for certain situations right but even in that as you know firsthand experience like even going to specialists in naturopathic or medicine medical doctors that specialist might not be the right fit for you. Right. And you yeah. have to just be patient, unfortunately, and yeah. try to find the right person. Yeah. I actually recently just kind of threw away my entire healthcare team, um, except for you. <laughs> and and I started seeing completely new people. Um, and I went back to traditional medicine after going down a yeah. pretty deep rabbit hole with naturopathic medicine. Um, and the naturopathic medicine, it, there's always another thing to try. You know, there's always more options. Yeah. Whereas with traditional uh, Western medicine, there's often, you know, we've tried everything we can. Let's, I, I'm out of ideas. Like, I run into that a lot. And I also run into a lot. Um, I can't find any reason on these tests for you to be in pain. So, it might be psychological. And I hate that because psychological pain is still pain. You know, this idea that there's something going on quote unquote, all in your head kind of minimizes the amount of pain that I think a lot of people are experiencing. Um, and also I feel like is inaccurate because if everything is connected to everything, if you're experiencing um, physical pain, and even if there is a psychological component, that's, it's not necessarily meaning that that is the cause, the root yeah. cause. Yeah. Sometimes psychological components build up when a root cause is not discovered for a decade. And then yeah. you, some, then now you have like this new problem like maybe you have acid reflux that you never had before um, because you're, I don't know, that's a weird example. But <laughs> No, but it, but it's but it happens so much. It happens a lot where these doctors, they go down, they, they, they take people down this, this path that they usually for them has a good end, ending result. This drug can help. But then for people like yourself who doesn't get, they don't get that experience, they're at a loss. Right. Because their training's only given them to get, go to a certain level right. of, you know, helping the person. And it's unfortunate because, um, and I mean, no matter where you go, it's a bit of a guessing game for the doctor, like yeah. trying to figure out what's going on for a person. But, you know, one thing that I think that gets overlooked, and this is, again, from Dr. James Chestnut, um, that what I've learned is like, you know, your body expresses symptoms because of if the blanket answer would be stress. Well, what mm. kind of stress? Well, it could be emotional. It could be mental. It could be physical or it could be chemical. That's in chiropractic. We just categorize it in those four things. And so your body expresses symptoms because it's either toxic or it's deficient. Hmm. It breaks it down to like too much of something that's not right for the body. So it's toxic or it doesn't have enough of something. So it's, it's, it's low in iron. It's low in magnesium. It's low in whatever mineral that might be out there. And that's where I like naturopathic doctors because they do look at those things a lot more than I think medical doctors do yeah. in the balances of those systems. But I think what often happens for people, like they get exposed to things early on, sometimes in childhood. And so if there's something, you know, some type of heavy metal that's in your body, that's interfering with your body's ability to heal, that it could be a major issue for a lot of people. That's a lot of why... People don't fully recover because they have heavy metal detox or toxicity yeah. in their system. Um, or if someone's had a certain, like I had a friend, unfortunately, when he was um, 16 years old, he had cancer treatment and he developed a heart condition because of the cancer treatment. Hmm. And then he ended up dying when he was 21 years old because he wow. just didn't listen. 
he pushed his body too much, his heart couldn't handle it. So sometimes we have these medical treatments that do damage to other organs of the body. And we, 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 you know, we think we're doing the right thing in the time, and we right. probably are, but we're damaging other parts of the body. Right. You think you got cancer in your leg, and you got to cut your leg off, and yeah. you really don't. <laughs> you really don't. But yeah, I mean, if, the, if I've learned anything, it's that they're, we just don't know as much as we think we know about yeah. the body, you know? For sure. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's tough. Like, I'm in this position now where I'm, like, going back to Western medicine. I'm taking um, prescription drugs again that I don't feel comfortable taking, but I feel like I have to go through this step because if I don't, then um, the people that I'm seeing like won't want to go to the next steps because yep. they want to try the thing that they're familiar with first. Yep. yep. So that I feel like sense. I have to take these things for yep. a while that yep. don't. And so you know, I've been doing it for a couple of weeks. If it works, I mean, that'll be great. But so far, it's not helping and it's not hurting. But I mean, I don't know what the side effects are, and it just makes me nervous. And um, and I much preferred this, you know, the naturopathic approach that I was doing for years where we were trying so many different things, but I didn't see results from that. So now I'm in this position where like, I just don't know what to do. And, um, and it sucks. And I, if I find answers to that, I'll let people on the podcast know, but so far I haven't. But I think an important message that I want to get out there is like, if you're experiencing what I'm experiencing, keep trying shit and hang in there. Yeah. And, you know, if you have body pain, try a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I feel for you. Like, I, I feel for, you know, when I have the times I've had some pain in my body, and I'm always so grateful that I don't have chronic pain. Um, so, I really feel for what you're going through, because it's it's not easy. I get that. It's really hard. Um, and it's it's um, it affects it affects everything. Yeah. Your entire life is impacted by it. Um, but I love, what I love about you is that you're not giving up. A lot of people give up. And they just pack it in and they're just like, this is what my life is going to be. And I don't see you that kind of, as that kind of person. Like this, doing this podcast is a really important to get the word out that there's things out there that can be done. Even though you haven't figured out entirely what is going to help you heal 100%, you're still working at it and you're not yeah. giving up on it. And you have people in your life that are, help support you in that Absolutely. process, which is a huge thing. so important. Thing. Yeah. So, so important having that yeah. support. Um. Because you got you need to lean on those people. Like otherwise, you can't yeah. do it. Yeah, and there was a time where I wasn't podcasting at all because I couldn't sit up long enough. And yeah. look at me now. Yeah, you know, I've been sitting up in this chair for an I hour. Know, we've been here for an hour. You haven't it's even fine. like you have a smile on your face the whole time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am making there. There are improvements happening. You know, I am yeah. like on this journey, and I'm not back to work yet, which is where I want to be. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, I am making improvements and you've been a huge part of that. And I want to say thank you again. I know I've thanked you before, but thank yeah, you again you're so publicly while you're here on the record. Thank you <laughs> <laughs> for for your help and your continued help in my journey. I mean, you've been a, instrumental in in getting me out of um, a, a, like the lowest point, I'd say, physically that I was in since this current flare up started. And that's been huge. Yeah. Um, and we've had a lot of fun discussions about health and healthcare and you know your views on health and you have a lot of fascinating stuff bouncing around in your in your brain yeah and this is such an amazing opportunity for me to get to talk to you on the podcast and i really appreciate you being here and doing this so if you have any closing thoughts or anything on health in general or pain in general that you want to get out there to close i would just say like you know if you're dealing with chronic pain and you haven't tried chiropractic you know, if it's not me, try somebody who's in that profession. You know, chiropractic is really profound. And if you don't get the experience that you're looking for after the first try, don't give up on it. 
there is somebody out there in chiropractic that can help. There's specialists in chiropractic that can help you. And, and if, if worse comes to worse, call my office and I'll try to help you find somebody if you're in a different part of the country. Like we, we are here, you know, as chiropractors, we're, we're in this together to help humanity. And, you know, I've been on chiropractic mission trips and I've seen profound healings that medicine could never ha- help. Mm-hmm. And so I know that, you know, that, you know, chiropractic will make a difference in your life. Just don't give up on it. If you've never tried it, give it a try. Um, cause it is, it's all about enhancing function. Yeah. You know, if, you know, like we say in chiropractic, the power that made the body is what heals your body. And that's really true. And so believe in that and know that your body really wants you to be in a state of balance and well being, And it's giving you pain signals because it's not balanced right now. And something's mm-hmm. interfering, something toxic or something deficient is going on in your system. And if you find that chiropractor who can help on, on, you know, f- solve that puzzle, you know, that's, a huge thing for you and and I've been you know blessed to be able to serve so many people over the years and grateful that I've been able to help you and that we're on this journey together still that you know I you know whatever you know I can do to help you that next phase I'm definitely there for you so I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me on today. It's been, it's been, it's oh, been man, fun. Oh, man, this was an absolute pleasure. You're you're great on a podcast. I know you you mentioned once that you thought about having a podcast, and yeah. I think that you should. Yeah, I, I might have to someday. <laughs> I would listen to it, for sure. Yeah, awesome. this is a real treat. I mean, what a special what a special gift to donate your time and your thoughts to anyone listening. I mean, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of Major Pain. I'm Jesse Mercury, your host and the producer of this podcast. Artwork by Egg Salad Salad. Our theme music is the song Time Machine from my sci-fi synth-pop album, available at jessemercury.bandcamp.com. Send your thoughts or questions to our email address, majorpainpodcast at gmail.com. You can also use that address to find us on PayPal. Tips are greatly appreciated. Don't forget to leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Find more information about this show or leave a comment on any episode at our website, majorpainpodcast.com.